I have this yearning for something of my own, right? That passion that I can't set aside. And so I think that's even more important for me is to have that person who will continue to encourage me because it is so hard. There's no, you're not guaranteed anything at any certain point. And you may be working early morning. You may be working late at night, depending on what's going on. You know, you, you're in charge of your hours, but at certain times you have to give more or give less. Um, and, and that's also a huge benefit of owning your own business, but it's, it's hard and you need that encouragement when you want to give up because you want to give up a lot. I'm Heidi Marinell, and I'm on a mission to spotlight incredible female-owned small businesses who've conquered the business world on their terms. Together, we're diving into the stories of real relatable women who've turned their passions into thriving businesses. I'm a small-town mom with a passion to break free from the ordinary and provide you with new, specific, and downright revolutionary business ideas. I'm interviewing women who've dared to dream differently and have turned their passions into profit best news? They've got fresh ideas that can ignite your passion and creativity. No more vague top 10 lists of business ideas that lead nowhere. I believe in dreams with real substance, and I want to provide you with inspiration that leaves you thinking, I can do this too. Whether you're itching to start your own venture or craving a fresh twist on your existing business, your go-to source for inspiration is here. Welcome to Her Business Rocks. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to welcome you back to the podcast. My name is Heidi Marinell, and I am the host here at Her Business Rocks. Today, I am thrilled to have one of my very best friends in real life and in business with me. Her name is Becky Kapitsky. Becky is the owner of The Inspired Business, where she coaches women on how to build digital products that sell and how to set up sales funnels so they can spend more time doing the work they actually love. Becky and I have known each other for about 14 years. We met when our kids were little and we lived on the same street. We have walked with each other through many years of ups and downs in business, whether it was starting a blog, writing a book launching a virtual assistant business, managing a Facebook community, starting a coaching and consulting business, or launching an online boutique. We have run the gamut, and we've learned a lot and helped each other along the way. So today we're going to share some of our stories and talk about the importance of having a business best friend, specifically someone who understands what it's like to own your own business, whether that's online or not. And we'll talk about how you can help each other. So Welcome to the podcast, Becky. Hi, this is going to be so fun. <laughs> you know, I you're know. one of my favorite people to talk to during the day anyway, so we might as well be on the podcast, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this. So let's jump right in and talk about the whole reason behind this podcast of why you need a best friend. Um, I'll just start by saying... Um, uh, My husband is also my best friend, but it is a different type of best friend. He is a teacher. He doesn't work in online business. He he doesn't have the entrepreneurial drive I do. And so he hears me and he listens, but he doesn't know what I'm feeling and know the ups and downs of dealing with different things. And so Mm -hmm. um, for me, that's 
why having a business business best friend um, has been so instrumental because I need someone who understands the weird and wild and hundred million ideas I have every week and, you know, someone to talk through things with. But what, is there something that is most beneficial for you or what do you love about having a friend to bounce these ideas off of? Well, besides that, I just love you in general, right? Um, <laughs> it's, it is so fun to, to have been friends all these years in real life friends and biz besties. It is such a blessing to me because like you were saying, so in my case, so my husband, Chad is also an entrepreneur, but he doesn't do what I do online. He doesn't understand sales funnels. He doesn't understand a lot of the things that you and I talk about. I um, mean, he's to- wholly completely supportive, right? But to be able to bounce ideas off of each other is so important also because in addition to the idea of your husband not necessarily relating to exactly what you do, my other in real life friends don't get what I do like you get what I do. And so it is very easy to feel lonely or to feel like um, there are people in your life who love you but can't quite understand what you're going through or can't quite encourage you in the way that you specifically need encouragement because they just don't understand the con- the context. And so you and I can just get on the phone or get on Voxer. And one of my favorite things to do is when we do brainstorming together and we just, we shout mm-hmm. out ideas and we'll, titling is one of my favorite things. Like over the years, Heidi, how many different titles for products or websites or whatever have we come up with? And and we just get that, right? So we know each other's brains. They're that crazy idea generating brain that um, not everybody can relate to. So for me, it's the fact that there is somebody that is in my life who I trust, who understands where I'm coming from and is willing to walk into that headspace with me because you have it just like I have it. And it's just, it's, it's fun, but it's also um, life-giving because I, I like to verbally process things. And so, and I'm analytical, but I also sometimes need to just blah, put it out there. And the two of us together can talk through a lot of ideas to the point where we bring clarity to each other. And so that is a real benefit, not just to my life and my brain, but to my business as well. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And so one example of this that I can think of is the the podcast I started. I originally had the idea of doing it as a digital magazine, right? Mm-hmm. And um doing different articles on businesses and showing pictures of their products and just really having that visual aspect. And while I really loved the concept behind it, I didn't feel solid on the digital magazine idea. And that's when you said, well, what about if you do it as a podcast? And so really it's been great for me just processing through those ideas and then thinking of other ways. Oh, I didn't even consider this, but I could I could talk to the person first and foremost, get the story straight from them of how they started and things. And then I still have the chance to have the visuals in the show notes, right? If people want to see exactly yeah. what things are about. So it's kind of the best of both worlds um, for me in the podcast. So yeah, very much diving into and vetting ideas has been super helpful for me. 
Yeah. And in a way that you and, I, you and I were talking about this before we hit record, but we can do that in a way where it's a peer conversation. It's not like a coaching situation where someone is instructing you. We are just at an equal level sharing ideas. You know, nothing is off the table. Um, there's, it's not like, uh, you know, you're, you're coming to me to get to tell you something you don't already know. Sometimes it's just being able to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. You come to your own ideas of clarity, right? But and and it's just having someone to talk to makes a difference in every aspect of our lives, right? So you have yeah. friends that you can talk to about your your parenting. You've got people that you can talk to about your spiritual growth or you know, about so many different aspects of your life. So why shouldn't we also have that friend who can talk to us on the business level. And you and I talk to each other on all the levels, right? I mean, just before we hit mm-hmm. record, we're talking about our kids because that always comes up. Our kids are also good friends. And so that's yes. a blessing. <laughs> but it, to be able to have someone, a friend in the business world who is the friend for you the same way that you're, you know, again, you and I are in real life friends, but if your friends, your next door neighbor or your friends from uh, your church or your, your, you know, your friends from the playground with your kids, whatever it is, your friends from college, they might understand you on a certain level and you talk about all the things that you have in common, but it's important to have a friend who understands the business angle that you have in common because we all need people to s- support us and encourage us, people who get us and to find somebody who gets you in this particular area is a real gift and an asset. Yeah, I think for sure. Owning owning your own business is hard work, right? Yes, and it there's is. no, I mean, we don't have a guaranteed paycheck. There's so many times I've gone back and forth between, should I be doing this? Should I just go back and get a job where, you know, every two weeks there's a predetermined mm-hmm. amount of money going into my bank account and mm-hmm. I'm clocking in at nine and I'm clocking out at five. Yeah. But every time I do that, it's, I have this yearning for something of my own, right? That passion that I can't set aside. And so I think that's even more important for me is to have that person who will continue to encourage me because it is so hard. There's no, you're not guaranteed anything at any certain point. And you may be working early morning. You may be working late at night, depending on what's going on. You know, you, you're in charge of your hours, but at certain times you have to give more or give less. Um, and, and that's also a huge benefit of owning your own business, but it's, it's hard and you need that encouragement when you want to give up because you do. You want to give up a lot. You uh, you do. (laughs) You want to give up a lot. I can't tell you how many Voxer messages have we had where we said, I'm done. I'm quitting today. Of course, we're not. (laughs) But it's a different lifestyle. Entrepreneurship is a different lifestyle. And I have plenty of people in my life who will look at me and say, I could never do what you do. They want the security. They, They want to know when is the money coming in. They want to know what their schedule is. And and for you and me, it's not just the nature of the work, but it's the nature of the way our brains work. Like you were saying, you have this yearning in you to mm-hmm. be developing ideas and to be serving people with something you've created yourself. And that doesn't clock out at five o'clock. That's the way the brain works, right? And And we often have to juggle because we are the only people in charge of the business, whether you have 
um, you know, a, a virtual assistants or people on your team or whatever. Like, you know, you and I have both hired people in the past. I mean, you've worked with me and for me on various things. You have, you've worked for other people, you know, for example, your VA business, it was your own business, but you had clients you had to serve. You, you know, you have a podcast editor who technically works for you, you know, sort of. We say that kindly, mm-hmm. Dan. We both have the same <laughs> podcast editor and we love him. He's fabulous. And so that, but that is, that's different from having somebody who is doing what you do and understands your, what you deal with on a daily basis in terms of your stress and your schedule. You are the only person who is in charge of your business and you've got to get it done. And, and there's no boss telling you what to do. You've got to formulate your own plans. And then there's nobody telling you when to clock out. So you've got to set your own structure. And the, the job mentally does not clock out at five o'clock. And there are seasons, like you said, where you've got income coming in and then there may be slumps. And not a lot of people want to live that way. But when you've got somebody who understands it, you can encourage each other through it. And and from our history, we can say, well, remember the last time this happened? You know, and in our case, we were both women of faith. So I think I think it's okay to say that in this podcast, mm-hmm. right? And and yeah. so we'll just remind each other, you know, remember when God saw you through last time, he's gonna do it for you this time too, right? Mm-hmm. So it is it is very hard work and it's a different kind of work and a different kind of stress. You know, Chad and I talk about that a lot. There's a certain stress that is involved in working a traditional job for someone else. It's, you know, whatever that may be, if you've been in that situation, you know what those stresses are. But it's not like there's no stress when you have the freedom to run your own business. It's a different kind of stress because now it's all on you. Yeah. And there's there's also, there's no ceiling, but there's no floor. So it's a different kind of stress. And when you find a person who acknowledges that and relates to it, you just feel not so alone because entrepreneurship can be lonely. Mm-hmm. So it's way better to do it with a with a bestie by your side. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about some of the things that we discuss beyond the things we've already talked about here, but the different things that we talk about sometimes are ways that we share the information that we've learned, mm-hmm. um, ways we help each other. Um, mm-hmm. and first and foremost, I think is definitely the encouragement when we want, when we want to jump ship, which is, yeah. and the, and the great, and also funny thing is that we alternate, right? So when one of us is yeah. like, I hate this, I can't do this anymore, I'm done. The other person's having a really good time and they're in this element where they're like, you can do this, you know, things are things are looking up. I was just there and now we got this. And so we, we go back and forth. And so it's always like one of us is at the right spot to pull the other one up at just the right time. Yeah. <laughs> It is kind of fun how that works out, right? <laughs> yeah. I know. We've both done a lot of reaching down to pick the other up over the years, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. And, you know, in addition to that, though, there are some really practical ways, I think, that we help each other. For example, if if you catch a great webinar or, you know, an online training or that you know is going to be valuable for you, you'll share it with me and say, hey, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to hop on this training on Wednesday. Thought you might like it, too. I, or we'll talk through what we've learned if we both go through a certain online training or, or something like that. We share feedback on courses that we've taken, you know, and, and you'll kind of tell me, well, this is how this coach recommended this. And I'll say, well, this is what I learned from this coach. And we, we share kind of our knowledge set with each other so that we become 
collectively wiser than we are alone, which I think is is also a real benefit of having a biz bestie or you know a support group of some kind of fellow entrepreneurs that you can who can sp- speak into your business and share ideas of what's working for their business because that's that's huge. Or you can say, no, don't you know don't use that program because I had a bad experience with that program. So you know don't even mm-hmm. don't even go there. And so we can also sort of put up some warning signs when, you know, I might be considering a certain piece of software maybe, and and you could say, well, no, I've used that before. It didn't really help me. And so it's just helpful to know that there is somebody who is walking alongside, but also had various experiences that you maybe haven't had yet. And you can put them into your pool together, right? And learn from each other, I think. Yeah. Because there is the software is a good example because there are so many options out there, right? And then mm-hmm. you start to be like, well, am I using the right one? Maybe I should switch. Maybe I should, should I try something different? Is this working as good as it should? Mm-hmm. You know, and so even right now we're kind of going through this as I'm I'm using a different email provider yeah. than you are. And in the Facebook community that we're part of, we were just talking about this yesterday, you know, what what are the pros and cons and kind of what are the benefits? And well, it depends on what you're trying to achieve. And so it's so helpful and can be so time saving to have someone else who's done that instead of you spending the time trying to figure it out. Is this better? Yep. Is this not better? Yeah. And, and the other thing is our love hate relationship with social media (laughs) and (laughs) how that's an entirely different podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But I mean, when when we're posting, you know, we hear different things. Social media is constantly changing and, and there's different things that work at one point. And well, now they're saying this works better. We hear different things, right? We can't always be hearing everything all the time or we'd just be on information overload. And that's when I that's when I want to jump ship and I'm like, I'm not doing any of it. I don't yeah. I don't want to be part of this. But if we we trust each other. And so we have that vetted information. Mm-hmm. And to be able to sort uh, through the overwhelm, right? It's because there, yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. so much input and to be able to help each other sort through it so that, you know, you don't reach that point where you say, this is all just too, too much. I can't manage it all like mentally. I can't manage it all yeah. mentally and intellectually. Uh, you know, I, I can just ask you, you know, well, what have you learned about this, whatever, this thing about Instagram, because you know my feelings about organic social media. It's not my favorite place Mm. to dwell, but I (laughs) want to be open to what, what are the best practices, what's worked for you or not worked for you. And if we can talk to each other about it, like I said, we multiply our experiences without actually having to have the experience ourselves. Yeah. It's valuable. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And and then also we can say, yeah, I've done that. It didn't work. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't spend your money, yeah. you know, which is another thing as entrepreneurs, we're constantly trying to learn and, mm-hmm. oh, somebody can teach me about this. Okay, great. Is it worth it to, to spend that money to do it? If, if yeah. there's good results and it is, then, then we can share that. And if not, then, then we're, we're saving each other because every dollar is precious in entrepreneurship, right? Because yes, you, you are in charge of marketing. You are in charge of your product. You are in charge of your website. You are, I mean, you have all the roles and you have to divvy your money up to be able to put it to what's going to help you best. Yeah. And you're trying to figure that out and you don't want to waste it. Mm-hmm. So there's just, 
so much that can happen there, um, good or bad. So it's great to have that input. Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean we always choose the same tools. We don't. It's, you know, like right. you, were, we were, you were saying earlier, um, I use ConvertKit, you use Flowdesk, but we're able to talk to each other about the pros and cons and why I'm using this. And then I might consider, oh, maybe that would be a good option for me. Or in my case, I coach other business owners and content creators. So when you say to me, this is why I'm really liking Flowdesk, that opens my possibilities up to say, okay, well, maybe for certain clients with certain needs, this would be the better option. It it helps helps me not just personally, but also it gives me more insight into how I can broaden my advice to my clients based on what I know you've walked through. So I have basically yep. case studies that I didn't experience myself, but I can share with other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so much good out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we found each other many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, on the day that my youngest daughter was born, yeah. my sister was taking care of my other two kids and went on a walk and ran into Becky walking with one of one of her little ones. And so... Uh, that's kind of where the relationship started. And then our three-year-olds started yelling across the street, asking if they could play together. And <laughs> life has never been the same. It has never been so, the same. I still miss those days. <laughs> I know. Our three-year-olds who are now 16. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we kind of found each other, you know, and we had that uh, friendship through our kids to start with and then kind of... Um, blossomed into other things as we started doing things. Um, I I was always looking for little side hustles to make money, and and you were getting ready to start a blog, and so yes, and you've always had got an entrepreneurial spirit. You've always had the entrepreneur yeah. in you, and that was fun. And we recognized that in each other. I think early on, that was mm-hmm. really fun. But back when yeah. we were changing diapers and had no time for anything, remember that we were still churning ideas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And but that was good because that's exactly what we needed at that point. Like yeah. because I can spew all the ideas to Mark, and he he will start to get overwhelmed because that's not how his brain works. But I need somebody that I can tell my hundred I different ideas to. I'm not going to do all of them, but I want to tell you that I have them, and I <laughs> yeah. think they're great. <laughs> they are great. They are great. Maybe not all hundred of them can be implemented at the same time, but that's another benefit of having a business best friend is that you can help each other sort through. These are all great ideas. Now, let me help you take a, you know, 50,000 foot level view of what you're talking about. And because when we live in our own heads, it's hard sometimes to sort through those things and somebody else can speak into it and say, let me tell you how I see what you're talking about and maybe how you can, uh, you know, align some of these ideas into a way that makes sense and, and maximizes your time. And, and yeah, it's so fun. We've been doing that for each other for years. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had a gift in finding each other and then being able to start our businesses and process ideas together. But let's talk about for those who don't have someone mm-hmm. like each other, um, how do you have ideas of how you would encourage them to find someone? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I do encourage, I encourage my clients to, to find a support group and you can do that. If you're having, especially if you have an online business, look for people online. If you have a brick and mortar business, look for people, other people in your community who have a brick and mortar business or people online who are in, for example, a Facebook group of other brick and mortar businesses. Or, you know, if you are a a cupcake shop owner, 
look for those Facebook groups or networking groups where there are other cupcake shop owners or not necessarily even that, but you know, it's anybody who is in a similar position to you growing a business, whether you're in the same arena or not, you're in the same industry or not, you can find people not just locally, but anywhere really in the world and start developing these relationships. And so some of my favorite places where I have met other colleagues over the years who've become friends because we've gotten to know each other online, right? Because not everybody gets the, you know, the neighbor falling in her lap who turns out to be a business bestie over many, many years, right? So um, through things like um, Facebook groups, networking groups, where you're positioned to find peers, uh, I am right now been, I've been in a mastermind group of other course creators, people who create courses for authors, because that's that's part my, partly my space. And so there's a, a colleague in there who's become a great friend. Her name is Alana Terry. And Alana just reached out to me once after our um, our mastermind meeting and said, hey, do you want to set up a Zoom call just to kind of chat and get to know each other a little better? And it was really that simple. It was, she said, hey, you know, we're, she lives in Alaska. There is no way that our paths would ever cross otherwise. And so she just said, do you want to, you want to chat? And it became a once a month Zoom chat. And now we've started doing some partnering together, but uh, that's one way to do it. If you are a part of a a Facebook group or a mastermind group of, of or ask to be involved in some of these groups and just reach out to somebody in a DM and say, Hey, I really like what you're doing here. I admire what you do. Um, could we just set up a chat to get to know each other a little bit better? And, uh, in another way that I've gotten connected with some, you know, other creators in my space is through being a guest on people's podcasts. You know this, Heidi, right? I mean, you're interviewing people. By the time you finish a 30, 45 minute conversation, you know that person because you're asking targeted questions. You know that person at a deeper level than you would if you were just engaging in small talk. Mm -hmm. And you can find people that you really have a synergy with by speaking on their podcast, or if you have a podcast, look at who you've interviewed on your own podcast, who you have a synergy with. And Maybe, you know, ask if they'd be willing just to have a, a Zoom chat and see where that relationship goes. Uh, one, I'm in a couple of different masterminds. So you and I have, we have each other and we are constantly in communication. Then I'm a part of a couple of mastermind groups that have been formed over the years. And, you know, we'll have regular meetings. But then out of those meetings, there are people who you may just connect with better, kind of like Alana and I have done. And so it really is as simple as saying, you know, let's, let's get to know each other a little bit better. Um, and then maybe eventually you connect in other methods like Voxer, or you decide you're going to have a regular call just one-on-one and, and you just kind of figure out who fits best. And um, maybe you even want to start by forming a mastermind group. Like, you know, I was just talking about mastermind simply being a support group. It's there's a there's the mastermind, which is where you pay somebody as a coach to be a part of their mastermind. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a group of peers who will be a support for each other. So if you don't want to necessarily reach out or you feel awkward about reaching out to just one individual, maybe think of a few people that you are you admire that you've been following on social media, or maybe you, you know, you've had like you said, you've been on their podcast or they've been on yours. And and reach out to them and say, would you be interested in forming a support group? And then get to know each other as a group. And, and I've done that with a group of three other ladies who we were all on, the one of them, Jennifer Ford Berry, we were all on her podcast. So she invited three of us who didn't know each other to come together and have a little monthly support group. And we all said, sure, that sounds great. And we've become 
friends since then. We just recently met each other all in person at an event that we hosted together. And these have become genuine friends all because we were all on one person's podcast who happened to recognize that there was something in three of us that she thought she would like to get to know better and support. So there, there are so many ways to connect with others in the online space. Again, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar, there are ways to connect with people online. And if you feel like you have this connection with them, then just be brave and reach out and ask if they'd be willing to have a conversation, learn more about each other's businesses. Yeah. And see where it goes. And it, what do you think? It doesn't, um, it most certainly does not have to be that you're passionate about the same things, right? These other Mm -hmm. women that you meet with, you all have Mm -hmm. very different businesses, very different target, very different businesses. Um, yep. But you still can support each other and learn from each other. And you're drawn to each other's personalities. You understand. You can still encourage and things. So you don't have to let the fact that someone maybe has a completely different type of business than you do deter you from getting to know them or building a relationship with them. No. Because a lot of what we talk about are the overarching factors, things mm-hmm. like the encouragement to persevere. Um, you know, how do I sort through all of my ideas? Or, you know, what marketing strategies are using you using? Marketing strategies, quite honestly, are pretty similar across the board. You just apply them differently depending on your type of business. But how do we get new customers? And often if you are talking with somebody who's in a different niche from you, You can borrow ideas that are working in their niche and apply them to yours in ways that you might not otherwise have thought of. So sometimes it really is actually beneficial to talk to somebody who is in a a different industry from you. But a lot of the things that you need support on are they're they're common ground, regardless of what your, you know, what what your particular field of expertise is. Yeah. And If I have any encouragement for those listening today, it's don't be afraid to reach out and take that initiative. A lot of people are are scared to reach out. Oh, they're you think they're at a much higher level than you are in business, and maybe they are, but there's a very good chance that they're feeling the same way you are. They would love to have more support. They're not that much ahead of you, if they even are. And and they just want someone to reach out to. So be brave and take that step, right? All they can do, mm-hmm. the worst and they can say is no. And that's fine. Yeah. And if they do, then you don't want them anyway because they don't have time to invest in you. And, and that's fine. That's just your, that's your answer. And you can't take it personally because everybody, you don't know walking into it what this person's schedule or commitments are like. Right. Um, but also it is entirely possible that that person is going to feel flattered that you reached out and considered them. And like you were saying, Heidi, they could be thinking I've been needing this Mm -hmm. and, and maybe they are afraid to reach out to someone else. So I'm, again, I'm a part of besides you and I, who it's, which is like a daily thing, right? (laughs) I'm a part of a couple of groups that, which is, you know, you get so tired of me sometimes. (laughs) Never. (laughs) (laughs) No, we, I think our Voxer channel is the most active of any of my Voxer channels, but there, there are others who, um, 
I, like I said, in these couple of other mastermind groups I'm a part of, it's because somebody else reached out to me and said, I want to start this mastermind or this support group. Would you be interested? And and I was honored both times. I had to weigh the commitment, right? But but I thought, yeah, you know, and I've gotten so much benefit out of those groups. And so I wasn't I wasn't the one to say, no, I don't have time for that. I was the one who said, I'm really grateful that you invited me to this. I'm, I thank you because this is going to be a real benefit to me and I look forward to getting to know you better. Mm-hmm. So it, don't be afraid. Like you said, don't be afraid to reach out to people. It can feel scary. It can feel almost like asking somebody on the first date, right? And how many years has it been since we had to do that? Right. Well, back this was back when girls didn't ask boys on dates. So you mm-hmm. and I are, mm-hmm. you're, you know, I'm still, I will always be older than you, but um, <laughs> not wiser, but older. <laughs> so, there's back in the, you know, the day, maybe, maybe we didn't ask boys out on dates, but it's kind of that whole idea of reaching out and putting yourself in a vulnerable Mm -hmm. spot that can feel scary. But guess what? It's the same thing you do with customers. You've got to put yourself out there and learn how to be okay with rejection and don't take it personally. If somebody says they don't have the time, but you, you did, you learned something from reaching out and you got over a fear that is just increasing your courage for the next ask, or it's developing your character to be a stronger seller. Yes. And we haven't brought in the whole idea of, it's also a form of networking and you never know who that person has connections to and how you each can help each other through who you know and and different business mm-hmm. opportunities that come through that too. So you never know till you ask. Yeah. That's exactly right. And you might be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most, most likely, you will be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Let's finish up with um, just talking about the different ways we stay connected. Because some people may be like, well, I don't have time for, I don't know if I can do Zoom every week. I've got little kids, that type of thing. But there are plenty of ways you can stay connected. So as we've mentioned yeah. A handful of times already here. Um, we use Voxer. So if you don't know what Voxer is, it's a there's a free version and there's a paid version. Um, I just use the free version. It's essentially a walkie-talkie app. So you just press the button and you talk. Some of our messages are 10 minutes long, you guys. When we have a million ideas or we need to tell this story of what happened and some of them are really long. Most of them are not, but if we're having a day, they might be really long, but <laughs> there's no, but you can double speed if you have to, you can listen back at double speed if you have to, <laughs> and you can still get the, I mean, the whole gist of the conversation. And that's just, it. Voxer is wonderful because you can listen live and you can have a live conversation back and forth, or you can save it up for a time when you can really dedicate your, you know, your attention to listening to the Voxers. So that's what I do. I kind of have a regular rhythm of when during the day I open up my Voxer and catch up mm-hmm. on messages. And it's, it's super convenient. You're able just to sort of, you know, dump your thoughts or your message into an audio or text and catch up when you get a chance to catch up. And so to us, it's, it's so convenient. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you for saying yeah, text it, it, because you can type to it out scheduled. too, just like yeah. a text message, only yeah. it's on your specific channel that you have with the person. And you can yeah. have channels with multiple people, right? You can have a group, uh, you can have it with just yeah. one person, whatever. So we love it. It's been it's been a great connection point for us. There is also... Yeah, kind of a lifesaver, really. Can we say yeah. that? It's been a lifesaver. <laughs> it keeps our sanity, right? <laughs> it does. 
Um, yeah. And we've turned Voxer. I've turned Voxer into a verb. Like, I got to go Vox, Becky. You know, so. I, me too. <laughs> yeah. I got, I'll Vox you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are other ways too, right? Yeah. If you don't want someone to have constant access to you, you don't have to. You can do, uh, you know, in group settings or one to one settings. If you have the time, it just has to be a, maybe a 20-minute Zoom call is all you need. Once a month, maybe. Just check in. It doesn't have to be a huge time suck if that's what you're worried about. Mm-hmm. You can even create an agenda. Okay, so when we have our week or no, our weekly or our monthly call, we're going to check in on – there's one group I'm in where we, we, we say our crappy and our clappy. <laughs> so what's the thing you're struggling with? That's your crappy. And then what's the thing that you're celebrating? Like what is a win that you had in your business? And that's your, your clappy. <laughs> that was Jennifer Floydberry's idea. I take no credit for it. <laughs> so it can be that kind of a thing. If you don't want it to be so organic, you can actually plan out how are we going to connect and share with each other. And then that relationship grows over time to the point where you don't need structure around it necessarily. You moved away from me. I'm still kind of bitter over I know. that. <sighs> it's okay. We do we'll see what together. the future holds. We'll see. Um, but back, getting together to me. in person. I have a big basement. You're going to move in? You can move in. Yeah, right? Well, my kids would like to. I know, right? <laughs> our kids actually utilize our together... basement for movies. So, yeah, it's their basement. It's a kid's basement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they call it work play dates, right? Yeah. When they're still, they're in middle school, high school, and my oldest is in college now. And she still loves, like, when are we going over to Becky's? Yep. You know, the kids love it. And we're not... Sometimes we're working together on mm-hmm. something for one of each other's businesses, but other times we just get together to sit in the same room yeah. and work on our stuff and be able to bounce ideas off each other and our kids play and it's a work play date work and play they date. think it's the best thing ever. Isn't it great? And We've been doing that for years, right? It used to be like when our yeah. kids were of actual play date age, we would get together, we'd have mm-hmm. a little activity for them and then you and I would just work side by side. You we talk you were doing your own thing. That was when you were we really started that when you were running your VA business. And then I yeah. was uh you know still I was a budding author and you remember mm-hmm. I think I was in your house when I got the email once that I got a book contract. I think I was. I think I was in your house when I really? got an email about my first book contract. I think I did. Anyway, I don't remember exactly, but we've been sort of, we've been in that situation where we are working side by side. It doesn't have to be that way, but it is exactly that kind of thing. We're just doing work together and then the kids go off and do their own thing. And now that they are teenagers, they still love to get together and call it a work play date, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Now they all say that they're going to become, they're going to work for us when we, you know, they're going to work for us and they're going to grow our businesses to multi-millions. Because mm-hmm. and they just are looking for jobs, I think. <laughs> yeah. But we're showing them um, not only entrepreneurship and owning our own business, but the joy that can be found in it. Yeah. Yes, it's hard. And they see us a lot of times at the really hard times yeah. when we're grumpy or angry or, yep. you know, having a bad day. But they can see the joy on us and working with someone else who gets us, I think is something, it's a part of it that I've really loved. Me too. Me too. And our kids do learn a lot. In fact, last year I interviewed my older daughter, Clara, on the the podcast to ask her basically, what's Mm -hmm. it been like all these years? Because I've been, I started as a blogger, turned author, turned writing coach, and now digital marketing coach. And what has it been like to live all these years 
with a mom who's got her nose in her computer, basically. You know, I kind of was getting to, have I messed you up? And she just had wonderful <laughs> things to say about how you taught me how to troubleshoot. You taught me that I can achieve hard things. You taught me that I can set a goal and reach it. You taught me that it's not weird to work for yourself. You know, that's an option on the table for my girls. They both realize that's an option on the table. It's not just go to work for somebody else. If that's what blesses you, absolutely. You know, go go work for mm-hmm. an, a, a company, an organization, be a part of the workforce out there. But it is an option. If you are feeling called to do something, working for yourself to serve other people, my kids know that's an option. They've seen us live it out. And to me, that's a great blessing. And then you are Mama Heidi, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They, they love you as a second mom. Mama Heidi yeah. and Mama Becky. Yep. yep. That's right. Yep. And I, and I just love that yeah. we've been able to offer our kids that over the years, even on mm-hmm. the days when we wonder, you know, oh my goodness, or. I've been putting in long hours today. I've been at the computer too much. Not, you know, I, I think I've been afraid of that over the years, but in talking to my kids, I'm seeing the benefits of how they have seen the value of working towards something. And because quite honestly, mm-hmm. I think because our, you and I both have had our radars up for making sure that we are always juggling family and work time really well in a way that is integrating the family into the work and the work into the family in a way that never neglects our kids. I think because we've had our radar up for that, um, we are the people who are always wondering, am I doing it well enough? Right. And because of that, I think what I'm seeing is that, yes, we have been present. Our kids would say we have been present for them. And so at the same time, I've been blessed to hear as they grow older what they've been learning from seeing mom run a business herself, good and bad, right? But so, and that's just a little encouragement for the female entrepreneur out there who is worried about juggling family and work. Um, It's, it is absolutely possible. Even when you doubt yourself is the doubt, I think is actually a sign that you're doing it well because you're aware of it. You're aware of wanting to Mm -hmm. find, to to find that juggle. I'm cautious about using the word balance because I don't know about you, but uh, I think balance is, is almost a fallacy. It's, it's something impossible to achieve. You're always going to be weighing one side heavier than the other, right? There are times when I am out, I'm, I'm engaged with my kids. I'm playing a board game where, you know, I'm taking them shopping or whatever, and I am not thinking about work. So the ba- there's never that equal equilibrium where I'm equally thinking about work and my family, never. There's always going to be, you know, an, the scales are always going to teeter one way or the other. But as long as you're sure that by the end of the day, you have prioritized the most important thing which for me is always family above work, but the work shows the family some value. And so it's, it's, it's a juggle. It's not a balance. It's a juggle. That was a total tangent, but I think it's just important to say, if you want to cut that part, totally cut that part, but I'm just saying, oh, no, I think it's no, so no. important for sometimes, and you and I have always been able to steer each other toward that. And to mm-hmm. sort of be checks and balances for each other in that whole idea of we have got to integrate family and work because family is top priority, and yet work is also priority. So how do we do both of those things right. well? That's another thing that your biz bestie can do for you, especially if you're yeah. both. You may not always yeah. be together in the same season of life. You and I have been in the same season of life raising kids of similar ages. And so we don't mm-hmm. talk just about work. It's about how do I do these things and raise my kids well? We've both been through spells of homeschooling and running businesses. Yep. 
And so mm-hmm. you've been able to speak into my life that way because homeschool is a relatively newer thing for me. And you had a, a season where you were homeschooling and running your VA business. And right. So yeah, it's, it's all possible. And when you have somebody who can hold your hand through it and kick you in the pants through it, um, it's just makes it, mo- I would say more fun, but also mm-hmm. more feasible. It helps me realize yeah. things are possible because I've got somebody on, by my side helping me walk through it. That's who you are to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, all the love, all for the you. love. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dear business best friend, it has been wonderful to have you on here today. Thank you for coming on and joining me and just chatting about what life looks like between us as entrepreneurs and and how we encourage and and share our roles together. Yeah. So thank you for having me. This has been great fun. And thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So if you would like to learn more about Becky and her business, you can find her at theinspiredbusiness.co. That's inspiredbusiness.co. Um, and you can learn more about her coaching business there. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Her Business Rocks. And we look forward to seeing you back here next week as we chat again with another female entrepreneur about life and her business. Thanks again. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Her Business Rocks. Be sure to visit herbusinessrocks.com to get bonus content, show notes, and to sign up for our weekly newsletter. And if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. As always, we appreciate your support and we'll see you next time for more Her Business Rocks.